0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm that guy, Vision Sean, and this is The Vault. Welcome in, everybody. How are you feeling today? Today, we have a beautiful, amazing, inspirational story. Okay, and you'll find out why. Um, So, usually, I like to get stories in from, from people because you know my motto. Everyone has a story. OK, so if you want your story to be heard or if you feel like you have a story that you want to share, you want people to know, you know, then let it be known. Send it in to me. You can DM me on IG uh, slash Instagram for all my old heads here. Who doesn't know this, the abbreviation for IG? Uh, it's vision Sean. And then you can email me at Sean Yakes E thirteen twenty eight at gmail.com. So that's S-E-A-N-Y-A-T-E-S, the letter E, and then 1328 at gmail.com, okay? So you can email me, DM me, whatever it is. If you have a story, let me know, okay? So back to today's story, okay? I'm going to warn you right now, today's story is, is a bit emotional, and, you know, there is some words in there that is a bit explicit. So I'm just going to warn you right now. Okay. If you are the type of person, you know, that gets a little bit, you know, weirded out or freaked out whenever you hear, you know, certain words like dealing with sex or anything like that, then you don't have to listen. But if you stay great. All right. But if you leave, I'm not going to hate you. All right. So I'm just giving you a little heads up. All right. So the story today his name is Frankie who is 16 years old originally from Boston Massachusetts but is currently living in Philly for about a few years now okay and um he's a he's a good kid man you know he's still very young still very young and uh you know I talked to him and he's just a great guy he's just a great guy great young man all right so um Let's get right into his story, man. It all started in elementary school. I was always having fun. My grades were high. I had lots of friends. And my teachers loved me. It was really going well. But once fourth grade hit, things started to change. I was being bullied for the first time. My first bully was named Theo. And I was outside of the classroom in line when he came up to me. He was like the cool kid in class. He bullied other kids, so he came up to me, and he was talking a lot of smack about me and my parents. He also said how I didn't dress good, how my haircut was bad, and how I'm ugly overall. Then, we all got back in line. The kids started to laugh, and I felt embarrassed, so I called my teacher out of the class. When all the kids went back, I started crying my tears out to my teacher. I felt so embarrassed and felt insecure about myself. I asked myself, why do I look like this? Then that whole year, I was in the depression. I had anxiety, but I didn't show it. I kept it inside of me. I didn't want anybody to know. Then, once fifth, sixth, and seventh grade hit, I was bullied every single day. I was being pushed, attacked, and punched, and nobody didn't help me, even the teachers. In my sixth grade year, my science teacher, Mr. Chow, had an invitation to this program called Squash Busters. So he told everybody in class, I wanna bring students, and I found that very interesting. So I wanted to join. So I gave my mom and dad the permission slip and they signed it. I was super excited. Now that I'm going to this program, it was such an amazing opportunity. They had amazing people in there, the coaches, the training staff. They were all training to play this one game called squash. Squash is a sport that's kind of like tennis you're hitting a small ball on the wall and it's pretty fun. Wow. All right. So right off the bat, I just kind of picked out a couple of things that I heard in that part one. And to me, it was being bullied in fourth grade for the first time. You know, a lot of kids get bullied at such a young age, you know, and they don't know how to handle it. You know, they say, oh, if a, if a bully hits you, you hit them back. If a bully talks to you wrong, you talk to them wrong back." You know, I feel like when a child is getting bullied at that age, they shouldn't be hitting anybody back. They shouldn't be talking to, you know, yeah, stand up for yourself, but let somebody know. Now, if it gets to the point where that if you tell somebody and they're they're not doing anything about it, then yeah, that's when you take, you know, action yourself and be like, hey, I try to to tell tell you guys that he's bullying me. Okay. But at that, at that age, you know you're supposed to be having fun in school. You're supposed to be enjoying time with your friends. So it it, it could be tough for a lot of kids, you know, such as Frankie, you know? Uh, You know, especially when a, a kid is talking about your parents, you know, the way you dress, your haircut, you know, your weight, calling you ugly. Like, that just gets a kid, you know, feeling insecure right off the bat, man. And it's sad, you know? His feelings. I feel like feelings... Is something that we have to pay close attention to when it comes to not just a kid, but just anyone, you know, he felt embarrassed, he felt insecure, you know, he had depression, anxiety, you know, you know, a kid in fourth grade should not be going through these type of emotions, or these type of feelings, you know, it's unhealthy, especially for the mind, you know, most kids hide their feelings and never tell anyone how they feel. You know, and then they grow up with knowing that that there is nobody there for them. okay? because they hold these feelings in and it balls up inside of them and it turns into anger and makes them want to retaliate. And then they become the bully or they do something bad because this kid started bullying him first and nobody was there to ask him, are you okay? How are you doing? You know. So it's tough. And then he said, you know, three more years of getting bullied every day from fifth to seventh grade, you know, constantly getting punched, constantly getting kicked, you know, attacked. You know, for, for someone to say and to know that you're getting attacked for three years, that's tough, you know, that plays a tough, tough, tough role emotionally, physically and mentally, you know you feel like nobody's there. Nobody, no, no, there's no help, you know, but, you know, he did find some type of comfort in the squash busters. You know, I felt like that was a place of safety for him. So, you know, he, he found some type of place like a sanctuary where he can go and just get away from all that, that negativity. Okay. And just find some type of positivities. All right. So I think he took advantage of that. And I think, you know, shout out to Frankie for doing that, man. At such a young age, taking initiative and just signing up for this program, you know, just just to try to escape, man. But it's absolutely sad. They had some tutors there that helped you with your homework and helped organize activities that allowed you to play with your friends. You could do so many things in squash Busters. So I love that place. It was comfortable to me. But then a couple of months later, in October of 2014, I found out my grandfather died. It was hard on me. It was because I really didn't care about him. I never called him. I never really went to see him, but, but I knew that he always cared about me. And I knew that he loved me to death no matter what. And I wish I could just say goodbye that one last time. I felt terrible. My family held a funeral. And I just kept my head down. I was already under stress and anxiety from being bullied. And now this, I told myself, I don't deserve this at all. But then a few weeks later, I went back to school. My grades dropped. I didn't feel motivated. I didn't want to do anything, but it was all because I was so stressed out. I just wanted to quit. But then one day at Squashbusters, I was pulled aside by one of the tutors and we talked about my grades. I told her about everything. I talked about my grades. I told her how my grandfather died. But the one thing I didn't tell her was I was getting bullied. Just because I didn't want to be seen as a snitch. I just wanted to cut it short really quick because I just wanted to tell you guys that I found the key word in that section is family, okay? And the reason why I say family is because I feel like we take family for granted. And it really hit hard when he said how he really didn't care about his grandfather before he passed away, okay? And I feel like when a family member passes, it kind of opens up your mind a little bit more to like, wow, I really should have checked up on him. I really should have told him, I love you. Because let's say, and I'm, you know, just giving an example. And, you know, let's just say one day you have an argument with your mom, your dad, whoever, your grandpa, your aunt, whatever, your brother or sister. And the next thing, you know, God forbid they pass away. Now, it would be. A much bigger toll on you because the last thing you said to your brother or to one of your family members whichever one has that passed away the last thing you said was i hate you i don't like you get out of here you had an argument with them and that was the last thing you could remember with them besides you know all the other fun times and stuff but the last moment you had with them was an argument So that's why even after argument, you know, try to settle that argument right there and then. All right. Tell your family members, I love you. You know, at the end of the day, it's family, especially your mom, your dad, your grandfather, your grandmother. Those are the closest people to you. Okay, so really check up on them. Care for them. Now, I can admit right now that me. Like. I, I don't call my grandparents as much, but I love them to death. I I can I can say I, le- I I at least call them maybe like three times a month. Okay, maybe twice a month, all right? But then I also see them because my family's the type of family to um hold, you know, events and stuff, but with Frankie, you know, he said he didn't care, you know? And at least he's admitting that he didn't, but you know, it just played a bigger a, a bigger a bigger toll on his life, you know? And now he's more stressed because of his grandfather's passing. And now he's stressed because of school and the bullying and failing the classes, okay? So I just wanted to point that out, okay? The key word in that section is family. The same tutor that had pulled me aside to talk about my grandfather's situation and my grades was the same tutor that put me on to the counselor in my school. He was probably one of the best guys I've ever met. He was so energetic, super cool, and one of my favorite people in this world. I remember he always told me this quote, let it go because it can lead into the end. And I felt that. It stuck with me. I started to let things go. But I knew I had a lot of rage in me from all the bullying that happened to me. So I took it out on other people. I started bullying them. I realized I was becoming the bully but I had to remind myself of the quote that he told me. So I eventually started to let things go. I let go of that rage and began to forgive other people as they began to forgive me. I was originally born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. So this all happened there. But once my parents realized that it was expensive to live there, we had to move. So we moved to my aunt's house in North Philly. I know once we moved, I felt immediately depressed because of one reason. I was going to miss one of my closest friends. And that close friend was my counselor. So once eighth grade hit, I knew I was in a completely different environment. I was the new kid in town, so I really didn't know anything. My school was reckless, fights every day, a lot of drama. It was in a negative environment. Eventually, I made so-called friends who had shown me this website. It was about people having sex. It was a porn website. I didn't know what it was, but they told me it was really amazing. They influenced me to watch it. I thought because they were my friends that I can trust them. They said, yeah, this is amazing. People having sex? Awesome. It's really cool to watch. So I took it upon myself to go later that night on my phone and watch it. And I realized that when I'm watching this, that's when I started to masturbate. I started doing that for a whole year. Next year, I knew that I had an addiction to pornography. And I felt that masturbation was giving me some type of satisfaction that I didn't like anymore. I felt so bad about myself every single day that I looked in the mirror. I couldn't do it anymore. I felt terrible. At such a young age, I can't believe I'm doing this, is what I told myself. I knew I needed to make a change. So, I fast forward, and eventually COVID hit. That's when I knew it was the best time of my life that I found God. I seeked him. It was all because I remembered that I watched a movie with my sister. It was a Christian movie. It was about the rapture. The rapture is the second coming of Jesus Christ. That is the coming for his children, which is the true believers of Jesus Christ. And the movie showed that that will happen when Jesus left the people in the world because they didn't have the relationship with God and they never knew Jesus. And so people were scared and frustrated. And so that's when big rocks started falling out the sky and demons were killing people. And I realized I don't want to be left behind. I want to know the true love of Jesus Christ. I wanted to take God seriously. And I did. And I eventually became a true believer. God truly saved me. My love for God is absolutely amazing. Love God no matter what. He changed my life. He helped me to let go. He helped me to receive. My anger, my depression, my stress, my addictions, everything was laid into God's hands. And God gave me peace, joy, and happiness. So, it was all in that time that i knew my life was saved wow what a beautiful ending man uh you know frankie real quick you know i just want to say you know you're strong dude man you're a strong dude especially for seeking god at such a young age man but um to go back a little before he uh seeked god you know he met the counselor and you know the counselor is really what set the tone for him to really just let go you know what I mean just tell him hey take it easy let it go you know what I mean and all of this will end so I think that was great advice by the counselor you know the counselor was definitely a best friend of Frankie you know I think we all need that one companion or even just that one adult that just is there for us you know like he said in the beginning you know he didn't have teachers with him teachers you know he would cry to the teacher, but, you know, nobody was really doing anything when he was getting bullied, you know, so it's tough. But it was it's also good to see that um, he was able to find somebody that he is comfortable talking with or just getting advice from. And, you know, the whole moving to Boston or from Boston to Philly, you know, and he felt even more depressed, you know, moving can can get a child or just anybody depressed because you're leaving your hometown to move to another town. And, you know, you really don't know anybody there, you know, that in just the same way as just switching schools, you know, even though your school might be in, in, uh, like over here in New York, like, let's say you go to public school right downstairs from your house. But then after that, your parents put you in another public school that's in the city, you know? So then you kind of feel like, damn, I'm gonna miss my friends. You know, I, I, you know, I left so much behind there so I can get what he's saying as far as being depressed, man. And, you know moving you know like i said that's that's a big that's a big step for a lot of people moving cuz you got to worry about all the you know the u-haul the furniture all of that stuff you have to worry about you know but him missing his counselor because he moved you know it it kind of hurt him because he built a bond with his counselor okay there was a bond built and then it was just broken because he moved now can he do anything about that no because you know his parents moved for a specific reason so it's not his fault okay maybe at the time he thought oh you know I feel like it's my fault but no you know he clearly states that it was because it was too expensive to live there so he moved you know what can he do about that but then uh you know arriving in a new town you're the new kid you know and everybody knows that you're the new kid everybody looks at you everybody's like "Hmm, where is he from everybody tries to like not pick on you but really just try to observe who you are okay and then they them this them observing who you are then they'll be like okay he's a funny guy okay he's a shy guy okay you know they start picking things out and start realizing who you are really and you know he went he basically went from being bullied in boston to going to a bad school in philly you know and he was influenced a lot by you know these quote unquote friends you know friends you have to be careful who you choose friends but as a kid you make you make a new friend you call him your friend you know what i mean that you're just that's just the way a kid's mind is okay But his school was surrounded with fights, drama, and, you know, being the new kid, you know, you can get into all of that stuff because you are the new kid. Like, oh, let's pick on the new kid. So if you kind of think about it, I'm not sure if he was getting bullied in this school as well. But, you know, you can get bullied in the new school and it happens. okay. but it all boils down to the teachers and the parents, you know, trying to figure out whether or not if my son is good in this school. But, you know, the child, you know, like how I used to do. I just used to tell my dad, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And so, you know, the parent has no other choice but to believe, you know. But some parents, like my mom, they know they know when things are up. So, um, but yeah, you know, meeting that group of bad friends, you know, introduced pornography at such a young age. He was only in eighth grade. You know, and I'm just keeping it real here. You know, most of us grew up exposed to pornography. okay, and that's a serious topic. I don't want anybody to think that it's it's funny or, you know, it's ill. Like that's a serious topic. That's something that, you know, it's an industry and it and it sucks that it's an industry. But, hey, what can you do about it? You know, but to get an addiction in only eighth grade where you're about maybe 12, 13, that's tough. Because then you're like, oh my God, this also brings me comfort. This also makes me feel good. You know what I mean? And it's not of God to do that. You know, to masturbate. That's you know, and females too. You know, because guys don't only do it, but females do it too. You know, and it's 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 bad. It that it's an addiction. You know, and addiction is bad. Okay, and that's something that a lot of young men and a lot of young women should grow up not learning to see you know is uh pornography okay and most of us like you know there's a lot of us out there that try to stop and can't or actually do stop and just completely shut it out okay but that's a different story for maybe a possible different podcast i mean yeah podcast episode okay um but yeah he got an addiction it was bad, you know, but then that's when COVID hit. And this is where I really want to talk about how when COVID hit, I feel like it opened a lot of people's minds as far as, all right, I have to do something with my life. I can't just sit here all day, you know, doing nothing, hoping that COVID will go away. You know what I mean? And I can only go outside for, for essentials like food, water, whatever. Right. And so people really like, Either they seeked out to God or they got, you know, they 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 decided to lose weight. Whatever it was, people just did um, anything, honestly. And so Frankie here, he seeked out to God. And I think it was excellent how he seeked out to God at such a young age. And I know I keep saying at such a young age because, you know, only in eighth grade, you know, to where he's at now, you know, that's only a, a little bit, like a little bit of time. You know, he's 16. He's probably like 13 in eighth grade like a three three year four year separation if he was 12 maybe i'm not sure but um but yeah like you know pat yourself on the back for that frankie because you know you was was exposed to a lot at a at a young age okay and then for you to come out towards the ending when COVID hit and found god is absolutely amazing you know you said you was watching the rapture and that's basically to sum it up is the second coming of Jesus Christ, okay? So for those of you who are not religious or just don't know, that rapture is basically, you know, there's stages, you know, signifying the world um or signaling the world when Jesus is coming. So like you have the seven trumpets, I think. you have all these stages to to that that will happen because eventually it will happen um, to signify that, you know, Jesus Christ is coming. We just don't know when. Okay. And I don't want to get too religious here because it is Frankie's story, but I'm just quickly explaining what the rapture is. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like key points of this story is young age exposed to a lot, you know, another key point is found God at the right point of time, you know? Um, and then of course, you know, personally, I feel COVID changed people's lives. Okay. Um, now that's a, a very debatable key point there because you know for some people it ruined their lives and some people would benefit their lives but when i say it covid changed people's lives i mean overall whether if it's negative or positive it changed people's lives okay but in this case in this story frankie his life was changed because of covid and i guess he kind of realized like hey maybe i can see god maybe i can change Okay, so Frankie, you know, I'm proud of you, man, you you started off at a young age, you know, third, fourth grade, and then you worked your way up, you, you know, everybody goes through a journey, okay, and your journey was that you got bullied, but look where you at now, you're 16, you're working out with the Vision Twins, you look amazing, you feel amazing. You know, I see you on Instagram posting the videos of you just looking happy with a smile on your face because you know that you're doing something good. OK, so I'm proud of you, man. I'm super duper proud of you, man. And for any, as of anybody else, you know, if you've been through the same situation as Frankie, you know, as far as getting bullied or being addicted to pornography, it's, it's not too late you know, to, to change all of that. It's not too late to, to have a great outcome or an amazing, or just a decent or a good outcome or happy outcome of your journey. Okay. Everybody enters a storm, but eventually you exit it. Okay. A storm goes away. Okay. No matter if it's one day, two day, three days, no matter what the storm will go away. Okay. And if you're in the middle of the storm, that's fine because guess what's on the other side, the exit, right? Now, if you're just getting into the storm, okay, fine. Fight through it. You got this. Keep your head up. Keep moving. And just trust in God, okay? And eventually, you will exit the storm, all right? So that's just a little little, little TED Talk by Mr. Yates here, all right? Uh, like I said, Frankie, super-duper proud of you, man. Um, I'm glad that you uh, gave me the opportunity to speak on your story, man. You know, a lot, a lot of people are afraid to tell their stories because it may be too uh explicit or it maybe just that can't relate but there's a lot of people out there man that has probably been through the same thing that you've been through but this is your personal story so i'm absolutely proud of you uh as for anybody else you know if you want to share your story with me if you want to send it in if you want me to talk about it on this podcast let me know dm me or in the very beginning i did say my email but my email is sean so that's s-e-a-n Yakes, Y-A-T-E-S, the letter E, 1328 at gmail.com. My IG name is Vision Sean. Okay. Such a beautiful story, man. I'm actually super duper happy that I was able to cover it. I got a couple more stories coming up. um. So be on the lookout for that, guys. Once again, thank you, Frankie, so much. God bless you, man. God bless everyone that's listening right now. I appreciate the love and support. If you haven't, Vault Merch is out now. Check the link in my bio on i g and uh, it'll take you directly to the to the website. All right. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Remember, be happy, be kind, be brave, and be you. Have a good one, guys.